Hello and welcome to Latex Weekly, episode 12, May 2021. Latex Weekly is brought to you by Latex, your protection from tech ignorance. My name is Sean. This week's news, Sony's 1000XM4 earbuds design leaks online. Sony is about to release the next generation of its best-selling ANC earbuds, and there are already leaks, leaked images circulating online. It's no longer that flat pill-shaped design of the XM3s, but the new design looks very similar to that of the Galaxy Buds Pro. Just round, very functional. Uh, it's a small round device that can now fit entirely into your ears, which is undoubtedly, in my opinion, the most efficient earbud designs in, yeah, in the world at, at the moment. But butt stems like the ones on AirPods are just annoying. You pull out your you can't wear it with bike helmets because you know you'll just dislodge it halfway and you have no idea what to do with it you you pull out your glasses glasses no no problem but you pull out your face mask and it, you know you can dislodge it you you remove your shirt and it comes off it just comes off it's yeah uh, in any case reports also claim that the xm4's charging case will support wireless charging no claims on water and sweat resistance, I believe it will be there. Since the launch may happen in as early as next month, we don't have to a long time to wait. So if you're in the market for ANC earbuds, ANC meaning active noise cancellation earbuds, you may want to hold on to your money until this hot thing drops. Or you could wait for the new iPods, AirPods Pro, which should be coming in a couple of months. I believe the new AirPods Pro will not have a stem as well, but that's just speculations. Microsoft may not release the Windows 10X after all. It's like a curse. Windows has been working hard on a lightweight version of the Windows 10 for the longest time, I think about 10 years already, in order to compete with the Chrome OS. But all iterations fell flat from the RT to the 10S, and now it seems the 10X, which the company said would probably be positioned against, properly be positioned against Chrome OS, may not see the light of day. The Windows 10X was initially positioned as an OS for dual screen devices like the Surface Neo. But when the pandemic hit, they pivoted that project to a super lightweight version of Windows 10 for single screen laptops instead. Microsoft has always seen Chrome OS as a big threat, particularly in schools, because this is a perfect Chrome OS is a perfect strategy by Google. They make cheap devices, <coughs> they put Google's ecosystem in there, they start the kids young. So the kids will grow up having completely invested in the Google ecosystem and would not want to move away. It appears now that due to the increased sales of Microsoft activated devices worldwide, company is planning to make improvements on its core OS instead of continuing to build on 10X. So whatever they learn from the 10X, they're gonna implement on the Windows 10 proper. The next few months, we'll see Microsoft releasing sweeping rejuvenation of Windows, quote, from Microsoft, which will include updating of the interface and new icon packs. Yeah, about time because the Windows 10 is quite dated really. Uh, yes, and I believe that what they are discarding from 10X in terms of it being the Chrome OS version, they will move 10X back to a dual screen device uh, purpose, which was what it was originally intended to do. But because of the pandemic and supply chain problems and chip shortages, they are probably going to shelve it for a while. And eventually when 
the logistics go back to normal, they will bring it out again and they will focus the 10X back onto dual screen devices again because Surface New is a very good project and they should push off with the project. Um, and it will be the next, the, the, the computers in the next, I guess, five years or 10 years. So there is no reason why Microsoft should completely ditch the whole project. There are a few weeks left to upload Google Unlimited uh, to upload unlimited photos on Google Photos. Google Photos has been the go-to photo storage app by everyone, mostly because it offered us unlimited storage of not so high resolution images for free, not so high being their high quote high quality instead of the original version. If you don't already know this, that is going away come June 1st. Moving forward all email all media uploaded into google photos will count towards the 15 gigabytes free storage capacity that you share with your google drive documents and you gotta pay to get more storage but seriously though it's not much i pay for it it's 120 bucks a year for 200 gigabytes um 120 bucks you can just lose it with like i don't know five cups of coffee so you can you Pair that with uh, with a newfound, not so trigger happy camera skills, and there you go. Two hundred gigabytes of service, just fine. This also means that from today until the end of May, you are still free to upload as much high quality media as you like without it counting to the capacity. So now that we're under MCO lockdowns, uh, MCO meaning a kind of lockdown for people who are not in Malaysia uh, or whoever else who are living elsewhere in the world, who are in some form of lockdown and you have some time, sit down, upload everything into Google Photos, start to create albums, and maybe come up with a new habit on how to um, cull photos before uploading. That will help. Google pushing 2FV to all, 2FV meaning being two-factor verification. Google is turning two-factor verification on, on for every Google account by default. It's in a push to move users towards a more secure account world. For those who don't know, do not yet have 2FV enabled in their accounts, that will change because Google is pushing a prompt uh, that is actually activating it for everybody, right? Um, what's going to change is that Google is going to push a prompt to one of your other devices to verify that you're signing in. For example, if you don't have Google account, let's say a Gmail account, automatically already sign in by default in your iPad, right? And you're signing it in for the first time. And what happens is that when you sign in for the first time, <clears throat> it will send a prompt to your mobile device, to your phone. Is this you? If you say yes, it's fine. If you say no, the sign in will not work. Simple as that. Uh, yes, it may feel a little bit weird because you need to have a secondary device in hand. I mean, a second device, which is kind of like a primary device because your phone is always your primary device and you're always signing in to your secondary device, whether it's your iPad or your laptop or a computer in a cyber cafe or something, uh, which, yeah, cyber cafes for those who already forgot are cafes with computers, which pre-COVID era, we can still go in and use. So... The fact is that we always need to have our phone with us, which we already do, right, in order to log in. If you still don't like the idea, you can always turn it off in your account settings, but you have to bear the risk, the additional risk of hacks because it's not just Google. I think every company is also pushing us the two-factor authentication. So it's about time we just 
don't get so stubborn with it. Start familiarizing ourselves with how 2F, two-factor authentication and two-factor verification works on all the accounts we have. They are a little bit different. For example, you can use your Microsoft logins with a special authenticator app on your phone, which asks you to verify temporary code. So you have it in your mobile device. And instead of having a prompt to say yes or no, it has maybe like, um, it says it shows on your laptop or in your tablet, the number is 90. So on your mobile device, you log in, face ID or fingerprint ID or whatever. Then you go into the app. Then it says 90, you click 90, then it's done. So quite, quite straightforward and quite simple. Apple plans to roll out their own 5G modem by 2023. In 2019, Apple brought a majority of Intel's smartphone modem business for $1 billion, which got with them 2,200 Intel workers, equipment, intellectual property, and leases, as in the properties. According to Ming Chi Kuo of Mac Rumors, this will position Apple to make their own 5G modems by 2023 at the earliest. Until then, it will rely on Qualcomm for the chips. This move isn't surprising because Apple needs a loves to have control, right? And there were two major instances where Apple had lost control of their hardware and they were kind of like at the mercy of a third party provider. The first one was during their iPhone 7 and iPhone 8 models in which a Apple equipped half their devices with Intel modems and the rest with Qualcomm ones. The Intel ones were significantly slower than the Qualcomm ones. So what happened was they were forced to throttle the Qualcomm uh, the modem speed of the Qualcomm models to match the Intel ones so that there was no uh, observable discrepancy that users can use to complain to to, to people about, complain to, to Apple about. Also, in 2017, Apple took Qualcomm to court, the former unhappy of Qualcomm's royalty fee structure of their chips. So what happened back then was that um, Qualcomm being the monopoly uh, chip maker, right? At the time, it was the biggest. Well, it, it is still quite big now, but now it feels as if it's got some some competition. But back then, it was like you know uncontested. So what happened was Qualcomm charges Apple actually all devices charge all devices for one one fee to to make the chips for these companies. Every single mobile phone company or tablet company that use modems, they charge them one fee and they charge a secondary licensing or, 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 or they call it a royalty fee, right? And this royalty fee is a percentage of your device's price. If I have a brand called Oppo and I'm selling a very powerful phone with a very strong, with a very good modem for a third or maybe a, a quarter of the price of the iPhone, the the Apple iPhone, my my cost for that chip is a lot lower. The same chip that goes into my Oppo phone is a lot cheaper than that of the iPhone because of the royalty fee. Because iPhone sells the phone so expensive, therefore the royalty is more. So iPhone didn't like, uh, sorry, Apple didn't like it. So Apple took Qualcomm to court, but at the end of the day, they settled as well. Um, so this is the these are the two reasons why Apple wants to push forward to build their own hardware. Uh, yeah, which is good because then it has more competition and Apple probably won't, but they could, but they wouldn't sell these modems out to a third party. <clears throat> That's all for this week. Latex Weekly is available on Anchor FM, Google 
Overcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public and more. Our full videos are available on YouTube and I post bits and clips on Instagram and Facebook. This is Latex Weekly, episode 12 May 2021. My name is Sean. See you next week. Stay safe. Au revoir.